Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Let me tell y'all a text 
Rodney Perry to 41411. Text Rodney Perry to 41411. That'll give you all my updates, all my schedule. Uh, we're doing free stuff. Some corporate uh, sponsorship as well. So you'll be you'll be on the head of all that corporate sponsorship. This show is going to be doing bigger things in the near future. Hopefully you already. That is my baby girl yelling in the background. Yes. <laughs> and uh, also... Uh, we're just we're just really uh, getting prepared. So everybody that's tuning in, thank you if you're in the chat room. Thank you if you're on hold. And uh, we're we're going live right now. Text Rodney Perry to four one four one one. It'll give you all our updates. Today's guest, my man Cliff Powell. Uh, uh, man, is Cliff ready? She should be pulling him on the line any second. Uh, shouts out to uh, all of the. My classmates, the class of 88, uh, Carroll High School class of 88 that came out in force for me this weekend, probably about 20 of my classmates came on planes, trains, and automobiles from Monroe, Louisiana, from Dallas, Texas, from all over the area just to to, uh, to come down to Houston and watch me live, man. I really, really appreciate that. All my Twitter fans, uh, 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 Crystal Flanders, Crystal, man, she constantly shoots, shoots, uh, Great uh, 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 tweets out, and uh, my man ATL ATL Black Lion, thank you for all your your blessings, man. People, you guys are helping us promote the show. Uh, my man Sean Harris, uh, he, he's uh, related to the great Robert Harris, very funny comedian. He's currently shooting a movie out there in Houston. Got a chance to to kick it with him this weekend, and my man is on the line, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all are ready for this. This is one of the the premier talents of my time. Um, he's an actor. Uh, I believe if he wanted to, he could stand up and do some stand-up comedy. Uh, a comedic actor, dramatic actor. He does it all. He never misses a beat. And above all, he works. He told me years ago, he said, Rodney, if I can give you any advice, he said, just work. Work, work, work. And that's what this brother does. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, show some love as we bring him on the line. Mr. Cliff, Pop, put the Pop, what's up, baby? Baby, how you doing this morning? Hello? Hello. Yes, hello. This is Clifton Powell. Uh, uh, Jenny. Hi, baby. How you doing, uh, Jenny? Yeah, Cliff is in the bathroom. Hold on a second. What's up, Rodney Perry? Hey, Rodney. Hey, hey, Rodney. Hey, your people called me this morning. I thought it was my man. I'm playing on the phone with my grandmama voice, you know. And I've been trying to, I've been trying to duck them. You know, them people trying to call you and see. It just take less money for movies. I'm like, no, no, no. Give me all the money. <laughs> all the money. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Man, man, thank you so much for coming on, Cliff, man. I Come on, man. So much. Come on, your, man. Your body, of, your body of work is incredible, man. And Man. And like I said, you told me years ago, you just rise. I said, Cliff, what, what, what advice would you give a young actor? You was like, just work, man. Talk to me about your work ethic. Well, you know, I, I come out of... Um, I come out of Washington, D.C. I come out of this program in D.C. called Workshop for Careers in the Arts. And I really wanted to be a football player, man. I, I really never even thought about being no actor, you know. And, um, you know, somehow it was more God's will to, you know, get me into this entertainment business. So, you know, once I did, I, I went to a – I saw a play when I was in high school. And I was like, man, that looks like fun. Because, you know, I was that guy in high school. You know, Rodney, back in the day – when you was real chocolate, you know, they thought you was going to end up in jail, you know. And 
and, and, and I saw a play, and, and I was like, man, that looked like fun because I was one of those guys. I was just trying to figure out what I should be doing, you know. So other than right. playing football, I really didn't have any other interests other than, you know, football and baseball. So I saw the play, man, and I kind of got – I thought it was interesting. So I went to the guy who was doing the play the next year, and I just told him, I said, look, man, I want to do the play, and I don't want to do no damn singing or nothing. I just want to act. He said, oh, well. <laughs> you don't want to sing, Cliff. <laughs> I don't want to sing. I said, I don't want to sing. I just want to act. He said, well, and it was a white guy's name. i never forget his name. His name was Mr. Redden. And I went to this integrated uh, Catholic high school with, you know, we had tough guys at my school. And, I, and, you know, I think he thought I was a tough guy. And he said, well, Cliff, you know, we'll see if we can, what we can do, buddy. So, and the guy put me in the play, man, you know, because back in the day, you know, it was hard to get guys to do acting and stuff. So the guy put me in a play, and from that play, one of the guys that was playing a lead went to audition for Workshop for Careers in the Arts, and they they asked me to come in and audition, and I did, and they put me in a program, and literally, Rodney, I had no idea what I was doing, you know, and my teacher, Debbie Allen, was my dance teacher, and I had some really amazing teachers who installed a certain work ethic in you of excellence, and that's right. what has carried me to, to today. You know, and then I went on to college in Boston, Emerson College in Boston, and then I came out of you know Boston, and I and I did uh, two or three years in kind of like psychodrama, improvisational psychodrama kind of work, which okay. you know we we went into the prisons and we went into group homes and we went into the tough high schools with this kind of psychodrama, improvisational work, conflict resolution type work that we would do in the inner cities, and that helped give me my improvisational training, and then, you know, 10 years in New York on the stage. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, the way my teachers taught me, they just said do it for real and give it 150%. And that's, and they, they never accepted less than 150%. So I, I brought that same work ethic to Hollywood with me. And, you know, when I got out to Hollywood, you know, coming out of New York theater, it wasn't about what you drive and where you live. It's about, doing the work, you know, because in New York, you know, when I got to New York, Sam Jackson and Denzel and, you know, all those people were already there, you know, Howard Rollins and Adolph Caesar and, and, and uh, Morgan Freeman, those guys were already there working in the theater. And, you know, New York auditions are not like Hollywood auditions. If you can't act, man, they just send you right on home. It's no, it's no in between. It's a thank you. Ain't no, ain't uh, no call back. Ain't no call back. I had an audition once, man. And the guy just said, thank you, my man. That's the end of this. And you don't have to worry about where you stand because you didn't get it. You know, so coming out of that kind of training, it, it just prepared me for Hollywood. And I know that sounds like a long way around, you know, an answer. But, you know, that's really how my training started. And, and it starts, you know, one of the things I want to do is go back and do lectures on the high school and the college level to really help these young people understand, man. You know, you know Rodney, Hollywood is a tough nut to crack, man. And if you're not trained out here, man, you might as well stay where you are, you know, because at the end of the day, once the luster wears off, even if you had some success, once the luster wears off your name and you got to go in that room and you got to audition and you got to book those jobs. And it's, and it's, it's a thousand guys going in right, right, to, right in the next five minutes. So that's, you know, that's my, you know, work ethic, you know, and I always try to come out and give a hundred percent. And then the other thing is I just work with a wonderful guy. His name is Lou Gossett. And Lou Gossett uh, has a has a book called I have that book. An, an Actor and a Gentleman, and and one of the yeah. best books that I've ever read, man. And and I try to be a gentleman. 
I don't I don't think I've always been a gentleman. I mean, sometimes you know my attitude. You know, I try to be nice. You know, every you know, but one of the reasons why I work all the time is I try to be good to work with. You know, and yeah. and you're gonna have your bad days, but for the most part, I think I've left a good impression on you know the directors and and the actors that I've worked with, I, and at least I've tried to do that. And if I haven't, I try to evaluate myself and make sure I do better the next time. There you have. It. No, no. Nah, man, uh, uh, and first of all, thank you, man. You're on this Rodney Perry Live. You're listening to Cliff Powell, one of our treasures, and I say that not lightly at all. I mean, from movies like Friday After Next and Next Friday uh, to In the Heat of the Night to Minutes to Society and Dead Presence, you've been in what what I like to call some black urban classics. Um is there, is there ever a feeling that you did some maybe uh, something people look at as a more important role when you play when you played Dr. King or when you played Martin Luther King, and then people know you as Pinky? Is, is Pinky any less of a character than maybe some of your heavier stuff? Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's really kind of ironic that you said because every day somebody comes up to me and says, "Oh, that's the bad guy," and I say, you know. I'm the same guy that was in Dead Presidents, that was in Buffalo Soldiers, that was in Ray, that played Dr. King, that played Pinky. And it's just that I played, I've been blessed with a level of um, with, with a, a versatility because of my training and, and a gift that God gave me to morph into different characters. And people oftentimes don't even know that I played Dr. King because they so inundated with Pinky. Pinky is a character that... You know, I played a lot of different characters, man, from Menace, uh-huh. like you said, to Ray and Rush Hour and Dead Presidents. And, and, but I've never seen a character catch on the way that Pinky has. And I think it's because everybody has somebody. And I'm saying black, yeah. white, Latino. I had an you Indian guy stop me. Yeah. An Indian guy said, oh, my God, do I know you? I said, I'm not sure. He goes, oh, my God, you're a Pinky. You're a Pinky. And I was blown away. I was in Vegas, man. I was blown away. <laughs> I had some redneck guys down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Hey, 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 buddy, where I know you from, man? I said, I don't know. He said, God damn it, that's Planky. Hey, Planky! And this is, and Rodney, I'm telling you, this is real. White kids, black kids, old ladies, young ladies, black, white, Asian, Indian, rednecks. It doesn't matter. I mean, they love that pinky guy. And I don't know if it's the pink outfit. I don't know if it was when I was jumping around or if Pinky asked you a question and then tell you to shut up when you try to answer the question. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but everybody's got somebody maybe in their family like that, the way he dresses and he thinks he, he and, and that character, man, I think we did that movie maybe six, seven years ago and everywhere I go, I'm in the airport. Hey, say something. Hey, Pink, hey, shut up. No, hey, Pink, shut up. No, and I'm, and I'm walking through the airport, and I'm, I'm turning around, and they're right behind me, you know. Or you come wow. through the airport, you know, you see the hot dog stands in the airport, or the bad guy. Hey, what up, Nuka? And I'm like, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so hey, I wish not, I wish I got a doll out of the deal. <laughs> I swear to God. I know, huh? Yeah, some merchandise. Man, I wish. So you know, it, I think there's certain characters, like even before Pinky, it was Chauncey and Menace. Everybody has yeah. a character that just jumps out at them, and I think this Pinky guy has just man. I've done Pinky parties, man. A cat called me from 
I don't know where he lives at in in London. Called my agent, and he said they have he has a he wants to do a bachelor party for his cousin, and his cousin loves Pinky, and they wanted me to come in as Pinky, pay me ten thousand dollars. It's crazy. Are you serious? He said his cousin is the Indian Pinky. His cousin lives in India. They bring him in, and his cousin fell out when he saw me, and and the cousin had his Pinky Pinky wig, and we went to the party. Man, they paid me ten thousand dollars. The craziest thing man. I mean, it's funny. So, you know, I'm just honored. You know, man, I'm honored to be able to create characters that people love and, and make people laugh and cry. And, you know, I'm a working actor, man. I never really yeah. thought about being famous. Because fame, you know, Rodney, when people really, really know you, it comes with a whole other le- level of circumstances. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I just really started out just to be a working actor. And I guess I did enough work to become a, like a household name, you know. But I never, yeah. I, that was never my intention. So whenever I go to work, man, I just try to go and put 150% into the character. And, and people should really know, it's not that I was going to get fired on Pinky. I didn't, for the first five to seven takes, I wasn't getting Pinky. And Ice Cube was uh. like, man, they told me you were good. Like, what's, what's going on with your partner? And <laughs> somehow, somehow, you know, the improvisational training jumped in, and I started jumping around, and and I and I and he said, "Keep that right there, keep that right there." And then we kind of built on that, and that's how we came up with Pinky. Wow, wow! Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, we, we on with Clips and Power, y'all. One of the coldest working actors in the game. Uh, you, you mentioned Chauncey from Minister Society. Me and my boys still quote Chauncey to this day, you know. And when you're in a project like that or or any other projects or, or you know, your roles in you know, in civil brand or 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 even when you play in Ray, does your preparation change as an actor for each role? Is you is are they each individual pieces for you? You know everybody you've been doing your homework, boy. Um you know, it's funny the uh I, I, my my character work my character work, and like say with Pinky and Chauncey, who was a character, it never changes. I, I I my the way I was trained and I was trained in this in the Stanislavski method of acting. Okay. Um, and people have heard of Meisner and uh, some of the other techniques, but Dustin Hoffman and Gene Hackman and Denzel and and Sam and all of us come out of you know uh, the Stanislavski method of finding the internal through line of the character in terms of honesty. That's, that's what we do. And, and, and in doing that, you don't change from when you're doing drama or whether you're doing comedy, it doesn't matter. You just try to find the through line of the character. So when I did Next Friday, when I did Next Friday, or when I did Chauncey, or when I did Dr. King, all I really do is try to find the honesty in the character. And if you go back and watch Pink. One of the one of the decisions I had to make was was to um, whether I wanted to play Pinky like like a caricature. So to me, when when you know when they had him on his knees, they had me nervous, they had me scared. What made Pinky funny is that I cried for real. Like I decided that it would be a caricature if I didn't cry for real. You know what I mean, Rodney? So and I really try to you know what I mean? Exactly. You just exactly. try to find the honesty. In every character, and just live that honesty, and you'll hit you'll hit a home run every time. 
Hey, man, you listening to my man Cliff Powell. You're getting a little actor's workshop today, man. I mean, <laughs> when, when you're on the set of Ray, which, which you know, you worked Ray. I mean, you did Norbit. You did Rush Hour. You you even do video games, Grand Theft Auto, yeah. San Andreas. <laughs> hey, I, so I have you, the most fun when I'm in there doing them video games, man, when I'm doing it. I, just, I did an episode of Boondocks. I did a... Black Dynamite, man, I, I have the most fun when I do that stuff, man, because it's just me in the room. And, you know, you go back to when you was a little kid and you kind of, like, use your voice to kind of create things, you know? And you just yeah. do all kinds of different voices. It's, it's so much fun, man. It's not the same kind of pressure, you know? So I, I just have enjoyed, man, a wide range of work and, and all the things I've been able to do, man. It's just been great. And now, when, you, when you're on the set of Ray and you guys are working, do you know that this movie is going to be special when you're in it? You know, I have to say with Ray, I felt like I felt like we were creating something special. I see the popo, Rodney. Hold on a second. I right, popo trying to popo trying to catch me on the phone. I ain't got my Bluetooth in. Um, uh oh, here come popo. Don't you know popo out here, Rodney? They be on you, boy. Oh, oh yeah, they don't play. Yeah. Okay. He was. Um. You know, when when we on a set, when you you do scenes, you you just get snippets of things. You know, like I was in all the scenes with for the most part, except mm-hmm. when Regina was there. You know, but all the group scenes and stuff, and you and you felt it felt magical. And what felt okay. magical was watching Jamie morph in Jamie Fox into this this wonderfully gifted blind singer. And put mm-hmm. prosthetics on his eyes, and you know he'd do Ray, and then he'd come out of Ray, and then he'd do Jamie, and do like 25 minutes of stand up, and then he'd come, go back and do Ray, and that was brilliant to watch. But overall, when you do a movie, you, you're doing you, sometimes you might shoot the last scene first or the first scene last, so you don't get a a chance to see the overall thing. But what I did feel was that we had some special people on that set: Bokeem Woodbine, Regina King. Uh, Terrence Howard, um, you know, not to mention, you know, Jamie, Jamie goes without mention, um, um, Anjanou Ellis, you know, some incredible people who were making Kerry Washington, who you felt like were the best in their field, making, making movies, you know what I mean? And exactly. it's almost like putting like 10 Michael Jordans on the court. You, you're going to hit, you're going to hit every time. And that's, and that's the brilliance of what Jamie brings. Jamie handpicked all of us in spite of what anybody had to say. Jamie stood up in the room and told told the producers that if you don't hire this guy, Clifton Powell, it's going to be a problem, you know, because wow. I thought I came in and did a great audition, and, you know, uh, the casting people had something different to say, and Jamie said, no, Cliff Powell, you came in and you nailed it, and you're going to be in this movie. So I think I think people, people need to understand about, it's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that makes a movie brilliant like Ray, you know? So it's not just the performances. It's Jamie. It first starts with Jamie Foxx handpicking the baddest actors in in Black Hollywood, in Hollywood period, that he knows can bring the noise. You you know what I mean? Yeah, got it. Hey, hey, let, let's talk about um, Cliff Powell, um, the man, the legend. At the end of the day, what do you want people to to remember about you? I mean, you got a great body of work. What What do you want people, you know, because I think, I think that's all we have, you know, when the money is gone, you know, when you're sitting in a rocking chair, 
with your grandkids yeah. around. What, what do you yeah. want people to remember? Man, you're going to get me emotional, right? Trying, I just turned 55. I'm sure I'm about to turn 56. I'm trying not to think about no chair and running out of money. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, <laughs> shit. Hey, no, hey don't, don't remember me, nigga. <laughs> hey, I don't want nobody to remember me. I want to be here. You know, brother, I you know, you know what I what I want people to remember. There are a lot of people out there like who know me personally that don't like me. You know, there's some people that do like me. There's some people I probably said the wrong thing to along the way. There are probably some people that I probably, you know, had some different, you know, the wrong kind of behavior toward. Or, you know, I got a reputation for being a ladies' man. I mean, I got a I got a lot of things that are being said about me from people, some people that do know me, for people who don't know me. But I think for my kids. For the people like you who know me over the years, for the people that really know me as a man, they know I tried to do the best that I could. I, I have a big heart. Um, I've been judged on some levels wrongly, and some levels I've been responsible for being. You know, when you when you when you become famous in this business, it comes with a lot a lot of dimensions to it, and everybody's not gonna like you. Everybody's not gonna understand where you're coming from. You know, what I want to leave behind is that the people that know me. Like, I'm riding with my little daughter right now. I took her to a screening last week of a wonderful documentary that you have to see called Dark Girl. And we went to see that together, and, and the gentleman asked her, what, you know, hanging out with your dad, what is it like? And, and my little daughter did something I'd never seen her do. And she started crying and said, I have the best dad in the world. And wow. that's what my legacy, I want my legacy to be, that I've been here for my children. I've been here for my friends. I've been here for my family. And although I haven't done it the right way, I mean, I haven't always done it the right way. When you first start your career in this town, it kind of takes you away from, you know, your marriage and your kids because you spend a lot of time on the road. Um, and and, and I, I wasn't a great husband. And, you know, I didn't handle all those those things and the pressure the right way. You know, some of it got me swept off my feet. I mean, it's a, it's a big journey when you come out of the hood. I came out here with $1,500, man. I didn't have no clue what I landed in, you know, and I did the best I could. So I like my family and my friends and especially my kids who know me. They know I give a hundred percent all the time, try to be there for them. And that's what I want to I I have grandkids. I have my oldest son is 34, 35. And I've wow. been there since the day he was born. I've been there for my, my baby, my baby girl and my young son. And I've been there for my grandkids and for my family and a lot of my friends. I have some great friends in L.A., and I have some great friends in D.C. who know me, who know where my heart is. And this entertainer thing, you get judged unfairly because people see you from the outside. And I have people on Twitter and Facebook. That one girl wrote in, she said, I, don't, I just don't like him. And then one girl wrote back, she said, but have you ever met him? He's a decent guy. She said, no, I just don't like him. You know, so there are people out there who – judge us as, as comedians, as entertainers, as talk show hosts, as ball players. And, you know, it's a, you know they, they said, you know, being on the top is lonely. And my life has changed, you know, dramatically since my divorce. And some of the people, and they could be listening, some of the people that I thought loved me, that I, that I you know, took money out of my pocket to help, to see, turned on me, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, some of those people might have been jealous. Maybe, you know, we just didn't see eye to eye on things. And you're being, you, you get judged unfairly. But when, a, when the smoke clears, all the, all the people out there that have anything to say that know me personally, go into your own mind. And you know you have one of the best friends ever in the history of friends. 
because I, I probably gave away, Rodney, more money almost than I've made just trying to help people. And that's wow. why when you get to the next level, people, and I'm not going to call any stars' names, but they live in their own world, and there are only 10 or 15 people in that world with them. You know, I heard a, a statement Denzel made uh, years ago. He said, my only friends are my family. That's it. You know, so it, you know, Ronnie, because you live in this world, it is a very multidimensional world. It's a very in- intricate journey. And when you get to this level, there are people who are jealous of you or mad at you because you made it. And and I've never, I was never raised like that. So in looking back, my legacy will probably be remembered by my children, by my, my great friends in D.C. and some in L.A. and some around the country, and my grandkids, that he was a good man and he tried to do the best that he could. And for anybody that judges me, that's all I did. I was a young kid out of the hood. You know, I, I, my dad had a fourth-grade education. When I do lectures, I tell the kids I got two, 350 on my SATs and I got a full scholarship to college. I was the worst actor to come out of my program. Wow. So when I go into the group homes and when I go into the prisons, I tell the young guys, I said, don't look any further. Don't even look at your teachers. Or don't look at your CEOs over there. Look at me. You see me on TV. I, I did something that, you know, only God could, could plan is I, I, I made it in spite of everything, you know, coming out of a tough ghetto in D.C., a tough hood. You know, my mother died very tragically when I was young. My father had his own challenges. And, and at the end of the day, I had so many angels. I had so many teachers and so many people along the way and, and the faith that my parents instilled in me, and I made it through. And I tell young people, if I can make it through, I don't want to hear any excuses from you guys. You can make it through. I don't care if you're in prison right now and you, you know you're going to be in a couple of weeks you can, or a couple of months. Make a decision that you're going to go right and do right. And I've never been arrested, never been on drugs. So when I die, I know my kids and my good friends and, and some of my, my, my great friends and old friends and new friends will know that I gave the best that I could. And that's what I want to be remembered by. And then right. you can, you know, maybe, maybe Google. You might be able to Google me and see a copy of Pinky or Next Friday or some of the other stuff that I tell But like Dr. Dr. King said, I just want to leave a, a, a wonderful life behind of trying to help people. And that's what I've done. It's a deep journey, Rodney. And, you know, we should, hey, talk, hey. We should, we should have a segment where you and I just get on and talk to young people about how to plan ahead coming out of high school and college. I want to come back and, and talk about that at, at some point, man, because it's really important because I see some of my friends who along the journey I've lost um, actors and actresses who've lost their minds or, you know, who've lost their way in this town. And we need mentors. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm working on right now. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry. It's Rodney Perry Live. We're listening to Cliff Powell. Man, you are dropping so many jewels on us, man. As you were talking, I got chills. I mean, I, I believe that there are blessed people that, that we get to cross paths with. And if anybody says something bad about you or about me, they're going to get stolen on because that's what I do. <laughs> I am. <laughs> now, you did this movie. Now, I, I know you got a, 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 an extensive body of work, but this is one of my favorite roles, man. You, you did a movie where you played Sergeant Benjamin Dalton, a movie called The Pentagon Wars. With oh, Kelsey Grammer and Carrie Elways. Carrie Elways, man, let me tell you something. You had so many textures to this character, dude, 
And if you haven't seen this movie or if you catch it on TV one day and you see a clip in this movie, please watch this movie, man. It's, it's a great movie, and I think it, it's a, it's a, it was a good departure for me personally from seeing you as the heavy or the villain, mm-hmm. you know, to see you, you know, and you gave me, like you told us earlier, the multifaceted nature that is Cliff Powell. Uh, when you're working on a set like that, what's the difference? This is the question. What's the difference? between white Hollywood or how people call it mainstream and black Hollywood? Um, you know, that's a good question. You know, I, I think, you know, of course there's a hierarchy in, in anything that you work on, you know, uh, and there's, you know, separate will never be equal in any place in America, <laughs> just so you know. Um, but when you get to the next level, like I just did a show that's coming on, and it's called Awake, and let everybody know it's coming on in January. And I, I'm like the lead guest star on the show. You know, white director, white show, you know, integrated set, you know, um, but you know, it's more mainstream than I'm used to. And they give you the respect that you bring. You know, I've never had a problem on any set, mainstream set, because, when you know, sometimes when you walk on that set, they already know who you are. You know, like, you know, everybody – all the crew guys know Menace to Society. So they're like, that's the guy for Menace. Um, or if they don't know you, when you bring a certain excellence to your work, they do get to know you. You know what I mean? I walked on the set of a show. It's a big show. One of the hit shows that's on right now. And one of the PAs said, we have a guy here that says playing uh, Luther. And I said, okay. And, they, and she didn't know I was the lead guest star on the show because she didn't know me. But wow. by the end of the day, she knew exactly who I was because once you have two or three scenes and, 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 and you shoot them quick and you shoot them nice and you shoot them tight and, they, and, and, and the word gets around and said, this guy is really good. And then you go on your phone and the guru says, oh, that's Clifton Powell. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, hi, Mr. Powell. Um, you know, so it's, it's really the way I approach my work, and although I live in Hollywood and I know that, that separate will never be equal, I still approach my work like I'm coming to give 150%. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't care if you're Latino. I don't care if you're white, black, polka dot. I'm going to give you 150%, and I'm going to try to be a nice guy in doing it. Now, I've had some problems on sets, um, and I'm not going to – and I'll talk about one show. Uh, well, close it. Uh, I, I had a, a problem with uh, New York Undercover, and, um, you know, the, the, the sound guy, the sound guy, didn't didn't know me, and he was really okay. rude, and and it, and it, it went, and and quite frankly, it was racist because okay. they are used to treating Negroes on that set like they're second class citizens, and I don't tolerate that. I have earned right. the right to go first class, and I've had a bad incident on that show, and the sound guy, you know, didn't. We, we, I told him, I said, sir, I don't want any problems, but I'm going to be running and jumping. And I don't want to put the wire in my, my scarf. I had a scarf. I'm playing a tough guy. He said, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, then, young man. You do yours in post. You know what that means when somebody tells oh. you to do your sound in post. Wow. That means you're going to wow. shoot all your scenes. That means you're going to shoot all your scenes. And we're not even going to record sound. You're going to, we're, going to put, we're going to call you back and you put your sound in later. Now, you know, I don't have no problems with no teamsters. I don't have no problems with anybody. But I can tell you one thing. I may look young, but I don't five years old, and I've been doing this close to 40 years, and there's a certain level of respect that I am going to 
on a black set, a white set, a Latino set, urban, I don't care what kind of set it is. But I don't walk on like, yo, Cliff Powell just walked on the set, so everybody bow down. I come, I'm a child of God, but I'm also a professional, and I also demand a certain amount of respect. And I don't even want to exactly. get into what. So the way I handled that is I went to the first AD and said, I think we're going to have a problem with the sound guy. So I also, you know, say to young people out there, you got to know how to go through the proper channels. So I okay. went through the proper channels. And then when I came back on the set that afternoon, the sound guy, I started off by saying, sir, I don't want any problems. Now, I had just come off of first-time felon and touched by an angel. Now, touched by an angel, man, they pay you your residual up front. So you walk away really? with about 18000 walking out the door. And wow. it's all folks except Della Reese, and they treat you like a black king. I felt like I was a black king. I had the biggest trail I ever seen. So it's, it's, it's just different people's mindsets, and it's not always mainstream. You know, I've been on some urban where it hasn't been that friendly, but you just go do your work, you know. Now, most of the time when you walk on an urban set, they already know who you are, so the carpet kind of get laid, laid out for you, you know. But okay. if you're not like a regular, it can be kind of dicey. So, you know, on that, on that set of New York Undercover, I told the gentleman, I said, sir, I don't need problems. And he said, I tell you what, like I told you before, you do your post. And I don't have to tell you what happened after that. I cut uh -oh. everybody out on the set. <laughs> I told him, I said, you got the wrong, I said, I said, you motherfucker, the wrong nigga today. Excuse my language. And I said, I tell you what, all you niggas kissed my black ass. And I walked off the set. <laughs> and and then they sent, they sent the token nigga to get me. And he came to my trailer. Mr. Powell, I slammed the door in his face. I said, get the, get the fuck out of here, you goofball, your Uncle Tom. Because it was only, what happened on that show was, is that, you know, Malik Yorba and those guys were on that show, and they walked off. And then when they came back, you know, they lost their power. And so every guest star that came on the show, you know, it was a lot of racism, man. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't raised to tolerate racism. I, I grew up in an urban environment in D.C. with all black folks. And the white folks that were around us were good white folks. I call them good folks. They were good, good white black. folks. You know, they were right. respectful. You know, and my sister, who raised me along with my dad, just demanded that you are respectful to people. So, it's, it, you know, after a while, it became a respect thing. You know, so the guy came to me, and my managers and agents called. And they said, what's wrong? I said, look, first of all, I'm not taking this shit. Maybe you better get somebody else. So I called a producer, called me. Mr. Powell, what's the problem? I said, first of all, I don't know what kind of, what's going on on your set. But I'm not tolerating. I said, so I'm prepared to give you back your salary, and I'll fly out of here. I had a pocket full of money. And, you know, whatever they did, they fixed it. Because when I went back on the set the next day, <laughs> nobody said nothing. <laughs> ah, I but, love it. You know, Ronnie, let, let me just say this, man. You know, the respect is something that you demand. And you don't have to demand it by being hard and tough. I've, I've done over, you know, 40 years' worth of work. And I've only had maybe three incidences on any set, you know, and that's a great, that's a great time. Now I've had disagreements yeah. with, you know, people, but I've never had to act out on any set. I don't act out. I don't think people acting out because they think they're divas or they think they're so good in their work, but you're not going to respect me. And that's just the way it goes. And I might get my ass whipped or somebody might put a pistol in my head, in my mouth, but you're not, you're still not. I'll just go home or you just have to shoot me. So once you walk on any main set with that kind of energy, knowing that, you know, you're going to be respected, whether you like me as an African. Hey, when I did Selma Lord Selma, I came in every morning. Now I'm playing Dr. King. I came on every morning and there was some cops 
sitting right side of my trailer. I spoke to him every morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? They looked at me like, I know this nigga didn't just speak to her. Right? Hold on. Popo, Rodney, hold on. Hold on. Hey, we are listening oh, to my man, Cliff. Hey, Rodney, this is Rodney Perry. Like, what's up, Cliff? So I, spoke, so I spoke to these cats every morning. So one morning I came on, you know, and one of the black cops, I said, Mr. Talk, and I talked to you for a second. I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, those cops are Ku Klux Klan, man. You, you got to just don't even waste your energy speaking to them. What? I said, oh, okay. I didn't know. I man, the Ku Klux Klan were on the set. Hey, when I did In the Heat of the Night in 1993, I, Carol O'Connor, God rest his soul, one of the best men, white, black, Latino, Asian that I've ever met in my life. I was a young actor, wow. my first big TV show. And he came up to me and said, Mr. Powell, we're so happy to have you on the show. Your call. Anytime you want to just get on off the set and go on up to Atlanta and hang out, uh, make sure you back on time now. And the first day on the set, Rodney, I see these big black and white cops in suits. And I said, well, who are these guys? They said, that's the FBI. I said, why do we need the FBI on the set? Right. He said, look across the street and across the street with the Ku Klux Klan coming in wow. every day. They came on the set every day. Wow. Every day. You know, so, you know, and I'm from the north, so I want to take pictures with them and whatnot. People like, man, get, get back in bed. You're so stupid, Cliff. I'm like, well, I ain't never got no Ku Klux Klan. I ain't. Hey man, I'm crazy. Wait, 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 uh, I'm sure he'll be coming back on. Man, see if you can call Cliff, get him back on the line. I'm going to open up some of these lines. I'm going to talk to this silly dude right here. I just got back from Houston. Uh, Sean Harris, you on the line, Rocky Perry Live. What's up, dog? What's up there, brother? How you doing, man? How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm trying to trying to rejuvenate from last night's show. You killed it last night. I mean, Rodney, oh, who's in the zone. Dude, now, you know, I don't, I've known you 15 years. I done seen a lot of your shows. I done worked with you before. I done seen you at, the, at high peaks, medium peaks. But last night, dude, you was in a zone I've never seen before. It was off the chain. This brother, you was getting standing ovations throughout the whole show. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i like, what kind of pills is he taking now? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where can I get some of them damn vitamins at? Damn, dude. Last night hey, you killed. Man, thank, thank you so much. That's huge. I, I always appreciate compliments from my peers. You know, and I not only if y'all don't know Sean Harris, Google this man. Uh, your your Twitter is what? BET comedian. Yeah, at BET comedian. Yeah, at yeah. BET comedian. I'm bringing Cliff Powell back on the line, y'all. He got he dropped the call. Cliff, you back on, and we talking to um Sean Harris. Uh, how you doing, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Clip? Long time, man. Long time. I'm good. I know we met before somewhere. No, I was going through a black area and my phone dropped, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, don't worry Why about it. Why got to be a black area? Why got to be a black area? Huh? <laughs> I was going. Hey, hey Rodney, I was riding through one of the main one of the mainstream areas out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they treat the black man. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey Sean. Hey, how you doing, brother? 
Hey man, I'm I'm blessed, man. I, I'm I'm enjoying being on the show with Roddy. I, I like the shows when you can just, you can curse every now and then. You know, you can say that oh, you yeah. keep it real. It. You know, I love, absolutely. I love it. You know, I got I got one question for you, Cliff. Real talk. Yes, real sir. Talk. Yes, sir. Now I've been watching you. You know, since Miss Society, when you said, "Hey, nigga, give me some links with them grits," all that shit, all that shit, <laughs> you know, way way back then. But out of all the movies, I'm I'm gonna say except for Next Friday. Except mm-hmm. for next Friday, the pinky thing. Out of all the movies, what do people remember you from the most? Besides next Friday, uh, Menace and Dead Presidents. Oh. Dead Presidents. You put that gun in his face. You said, "Don't you ever bite the hand that feeds you, nigga." You know what I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be, I, I'll be going down the street and somewhere, and my, somebody be behind that. Suck it, nigga. Suck it. And I'm like, hey man, hey man, hey, I'm a boy. <laughs> But <laughs> she doing you like this before you went to the war. So, you know, there are people, like, it's really like, man, it's really overwhelming because you meet, it's really the cats out of the, like, the real hood. Like, you know, out here, Rodney, like the real gangster. And yeah. they come up to me. One cat came up to me the other day. I was at the Congo room. He said, yo, man, look here, bro. I ain't trying to be on your nuts or nothing, nigga. But uh, you big in the hood, nigga. You know, real niggas like me, man, we respect you. And uh, just do what you do, nigga. Just know we behind you. You know, wow. I, I mean, yeah. shit. And I was like frozen because he's right. one of those, he, first he was huge. And I'm just, yeah. I'm just overwhelmed because those movies, man, I, I never knew the, in, you know, I know the media is very impactful, but there are characters that have come out of, to jump, jump, jump out of movies like a, a money Mike or, or, mm-hmm. or, or, uh, 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 the pinky character or, um, anything that Q does like yeah. Cruz's character jumps out of that movie. Mike Epps' character, uh, 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 Chris Tucker, Chris, when he Chris jumped Tucker. out of, yeah, red. I mean, their characters would just jump out, and people just fall in love with a character. And there's one people I've, I meet people, man, that know all the lines to the scene. They do all the oh, lines. Hey, hey, we still. Me and my boy, he called me on the phone. I pick up the phone, and he'd be like, "Black Nissan Maxima." <laughs> 1990. 1990. Okay, come back about uh 10:30. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my hey, God. We are, we are with Cliff Powell. Cliff, I'm uh Christopher. You all live? You all live? Roddy Perry live with Cliff Powell. What you got, bro? Hey, Rodney. This is the this is the G man, and I want to say this is the first time I'm calling into your show. May I say and big up to you and giving some love in the in the comedian way. And I gotta say, I'm already liking every bit of it. Hey man, thank you for calling in. You're on with Cliff Powell, one of the coldest actors of our time. You got anything for him? Mr. Powell, I would like to say how po- how powerful your production in Ray was with Jamie Foxx. You yes, really sir. you hit the you blew the acting thing right out of the water. It was raw, it was real and full of effect, man, you know? And I gotta say I, I I keep it real too because being born autistic, I'm trying to live up to my dreams too, and I already am doing that by being an advocate of change. I had I had the aha moment to fight for change when I was a little kid. I mean, my mother sacrificed so much for me, and now I'm I'm an advocate working alongside the politicians who are trying to help me make a difference in society. You know what I'm saying? Now even at my own radio show on Block Talk Radio. I love it. Hey, That's Chris, thank you so much for the comment, man, and thanks for the call, bro. Hey, hey man. we all live. What's up? What's I, up? What's up, Chris? I had a ball, man. And, and, and listen, man, we're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to do a whole day, man. We just talk about 
how to get into the business, how to sustain yourself. I'm gonna talk to you that. I'm gonna talk to you about that off camera. You know, or when, get, when we hey, get off, I'll give hey, you a call I, tomorrow. I love it. And I'm about to get in the play game with you too. We're gonna do a Come play on. together. Y'all oh yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And and you and you're gonna be funny too. It's all good, man. Listen, Ronnie, much love to you, man. Keep doing yes, what you're doing. And, and and when I see you, Rodney, please do my favorite joke where you where you say the lady leg is her butt is just too big to support her legs. And she I tried to do the joke the other day, Rodney, and I and I fell before I before I did the punchline. You know what I'm saying? And people looked at me like, what 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 kind of joke was that, Cliff? And I said, Well, you know what? When I get to Rodney Perry, I, I'm I'm gonna let him see that joke and it's gonna be funny. You'll see. <laughs> Hey, hey, man, I love you, All right, y'all. big dog. Rodney Perry Live. We've been talking to my man, Cliff Powell. Thanks for calling in, Cliff. Man, I, and I'm coming to the phone. I don't know some of y'all been on hold. Some of y'all had a word for Cliff. We coming to y'all, and uh, I got to go to uh, Diane. Diane, what up? You on live, Rodney Perry. Hi, Rodney. How are you? Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. I just want to say congratulations to you. And Cliff is off the line. I wanted to ask him if he worked for American Savings and Loan years ago. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll ask him, you know, and he can listen to the archives, so we, we'll make sure he, he gets the information. If I do get that information, I'll hit him back. He did not mention that, though. But you Yeah, know, I think he, it was y'all him. Ain't got no baby. Y'all ain't got no baby together or nothing, do y'all? <laughs> No, no, it was him before he, when he was first starting out, he used to come in all tired to work from rehearsing the night before, it was him. You know, you know what, I think as as actors and comedians, we get to live several lives before we ever get successful, so that probably was him. Hold on a line, keep keep listening, and we, okay. we got, I got a few callers I need to get in. Chantel, you on, Rocky Perry Live, I know you want to talk to Cliff, but he had to go. Yes, I just wanted to tell him. And first of all, how are you doing, Rodney? <laughs> What's up, man? I hate I missed you in Texas. I so hate it. But keep man, doing we your thing. Good old time. Yeah. <laughs> I know you did. But yeah, I just wanted to tell him that I enjoyed him in the play, The Ideal Husband. I thought he mm. had a great message. So I wanted to let him know about that. I was keeping it brief. I try to, you know, just keep it brief for everybody. But that's all I wanted to tell him. And I wanted hey, to know you. if he gave out um, his Twitter. You know what? I gotta get his Twitter because he he Cliff ain't got no email or nothing. So I, I'm gonna get his Twitter and I'm I'm gonna uh it's gonna be on our next blast. So if you get our okay. emails, you will get that. And if you want to get all the Rodney Perry updates, uh, text four one four one one. Text Rodney Perry to four one four one one, and you'll get all my updates. And then you you know you can get all that type of information. Thank you, Chantel. Thanks, darling. Thanks. And stay on the line because we're about to start a whole conversation about lying, white lies, black lies, do you tell lies, have you been busted in the lie? We're talking about that today, too. So y'all stay on the line. we got another about 15 minutes. I'm going to one of my mentors in the game. Um, uh, if, if you've ever listened to the Clarence update, if you've ever listened to uh, On the Phone with Tyrone, if you've ever listened to It's Your World on the Tom Jordan Morning Show, you've heard this man's voice. He's a producer. He does it all, Mr. Brad Sanders. What's up, Brad? What's up, Brad? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm good, man. Thank you for calling in, bro. Oh, man, you know I got to call in. I do it old school. I'm calling you from a rotary phone, player. <laughs> man, and see how clear it is? Don't hate. Don't it's hate. Clear. It, it will not, not be hate. dropping because you go through a black neighborhood like Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't 
mean, I want to give a shout out to Madeline. That's who I want to give a shout out to, man, because she keeping it she keeping it clean over there by you, man. Everything is going great. But you know what yeah. I want to say? The reason I called in, Rodney, is I want I want to say it out of my mouth to other people besides you, and that is this: Rodney Perry, you's a man. <laughs> there are men, and then there's man. Wow, a man. Take care of his family. Take care of his kids. This man got seventeen hundred kids, all of them fat. They all well fed. They well clothed. Little baby running around in the studio. She decided to change her own diaper. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, he got to explain how to get the stain out the carpet. But he's a man. He do what he have yeah. to do. Yes, sir. And I love you. And I and I respect that about you, man. I really was enjoying your show. You and Clifton was kicking it old school like that, and I really enjoy that. And uh, yeah, he, I just he, he want to say big up to you. So what's this topic you got about lying, different types of lies? We, we talking about lying, man. You know, white lies, black lies. This is the thing. I'm going to tell you what happened. Me and my wife came, was driving home, and I got a call on my phone. Well, it was a female, and I know my wife always wild out if a woman called me. She always do. She just do. Uh-oh. So <laughs> instead of going, hey, babe, this is blah, 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 I start lying. And oh, no. a big lie. Wow. It wasn't a big lie. It was just a little lie. But right. it ended up being a full-fledged <laughs> argument, and I was like, if I'd have just told the truth, it would have been better. And so I said, okay, we're going to talk about that today. This just happened when we was driving from the airport to get to the show today. So yeah. uh, I wanted to put the question out there. Have you told a lie? You know, and I know everybody that dropped a lie, and you might not want to tell right to about your lie, but the question is not so much about the lie itself, but is is – did it help? Because I find when you know when I do stuff to spare people's feelings, at in the long run, it's something that hurts their feelings anyway. So, mm-hmm. do lying really help or hurt the situation? Well, let me say this, Rodney. First of all, let me ask you a question, and I also have an answer to your question. Okay. What I want to ask you is, why did you lie? What just made you just slide into that lie? You just segued off into that lie. Why? I'm gonna I'm tell you why. Because. And I and I told my wife this. I said I'm all, I'm always trying to to stay out of the argument. So <laughs> in an effort to stay out of the argument, I ended up in one anyway. So I'm catching myself going, okay, if you'd have just said the real thing, you wouldn't even been in an argument. So I ended up. I you know how you go around a pothole and hit a bigger pothole. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. That's what I did. Okay. Well, can you uh, give us some details as to who called and why you thought you needed to lie? Well, no, that's none of your business. Brad. Oh, it ain't hey. my business. I'm on the radio asking <laughs> you, asking no, questions. No, no, you're you, my business, but that ain't none of my business. Okay, okay I ain't gonna okay, worry okay. about uh, No, on the real, on the real, on the real. <laughs> just, just a friend of mine. I met her through another friend, and she was at one of the shows this weekend. And we had some technical difficulties with the pictures, so I didn't just send a bunch of people their pictures out. So I'm sure she was probably sending me an email, but I didn't even take the call because I was about to go live on this show. So that's the that's the real story, but. I no, I'm, I'm just messing with you, man. Because no, you know no, what? I'm, I'm keeping it real. I'm I'm through with lying as of today. Now, well, Rodney, now hopefully that's not a lie. Well, look, look, dude. I've been married like uh, 38 years now, uh-huh. and uh, I can tell you, they don't. Sometimes now there are times when you need to lie by omission. Okay, okay, okay. Sometimes okay. yeah, you need to lie by omission. And that is, if your woman come home with a jacked up hairdo, you got to not say that if you can get away with it. Yeah. If she okay. asks you how okay. it look, 
then you got to say, yeah, baby, that's nice. That's all right. Yeah. Just you know, but okay. that's the only time you need to lie. That's the only. That's the only good one. Okay. That's the only good one right there because women got live radar. They will find out. They know. They sense it. They feel it. And sometimes they'll just fake you out. That's what happened to you in the car. You got faked out. I, you know what? And then it ain't. It won't be the last time I get faked out either. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry live. I'm talking to my man Brad Sanders right now. I got the homeboy Ezra online host. Brad, hold on. Keep listening, man. I'm gonna come back to you. Because, you know, I love you, brother. All right, man. And, Ezra, man, thank you for coming out to the show. Houston, Texas was so good to me, and, and you really helped uh, us to us to get some people out there, man. How you doing today, bro? Oh, man, I'm doing Monday, man, so I ain't complaining at all, Doc. <laughs> I ain't yeah, complaining at complain. all. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm nursing my hamstring right now, though, man. Your hamstring? I, yeah, man, I heard it last night, dude. How you hurt your hamstring? Yeah. I heard mine watching you do that split, man. I was just sitting <laughs> down. There, so I... You hurt Sing your hamstring watching me. <laughs> I say, man, we talked about that on the show the other night. And you say, man, I don't care. I do anything. And I'm sitting there like, I know he ain't going to do that split, dog. I-, I was already out of breath watching you do the hammer. Well, you right. did the split, dog. Man, my hamstring snapped, man. I feel like a runaway slave, huh? <laughs> you you going to stop. you going to stop, Ed. Hey, man, again, <laughs> thank you for coming out, man. It was good to hang out with y'all. And what I didn't know is there's really a, a, a vibrant comedian, comedy community in Houston, man, and you guys got a lot of funny people down there. Shout out to my girl, Keisha Hunt, who uh, hosted the weekend for me. She did a great job. And, uh... Uh, and all the other uh, Miss Already who did a, a guest spot, uh, the uh, the other young lady Brandy, you know, that came in and did guest spot. You know, I try to create opportunities for cats to to get a set if they if they ask me. And so they they all came through. It was a good time. And uh, Houston got a great community, man. What, what, uh, uh, when is your show, Ezra? And when can people tune in? I'll be in Houston December second and third at the Comedy Showcase. Okay. That's December second and third. You know, my first my first show in Houston, man, and in almost two years, dude. Uh yeah, you know, I, I like I like what you said last night, you know, about how somebody gave you an opportunity, you know, you went from opening the feature and the headlining and you know, you give back that opportunity, which you did last night. You gave uh, some comics that, you know, probably wouldn't get the opportunity in, in a, a room to showcase their talent, man. That speaks volumes, you know, on a visiting comic to the city. That speaks yeah. volume, man, uh, because a lot of comics don't give you an opportunity to, to show your work. And it, just, it says a lot, man. It, it, it's really appreciative uh, when comics can come in and just show love, man. You know, and Ezra. I've been getting hits all day about, you know, the people that came out to see you, you know, that follow me, you know, thank you for, you know, I'm like, yeah, you, he, I told y'all he was funny. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, Ed, when, the, when the last time you lied? Uh, I lied about, uh, your show came on at 1, I lied at 12.58. Wait a minute. Twelve fifty eight. I had a dude. I had a dude on the phone with me that stuttered real bad. No, you didn't. And 
and he was I was trying to get him to finish my EPK, you know, that's electronic press kit. Yes, sir. And he stuck so much, man, he couldn't uh, put them letters uh, together. Uh, so he was uh, he's I say, hey, man, I need you to hurry up and let me know on my EPK. Well, the thing about the, the EKP and the, the digital press kit, I said, hey, man, I got a very important meeting. I got to walk in. And I hung up and dialed you. See that? But hey, I but you, kept trying to say that, and he was going to run my battery like down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed, thank you for calling, man. Stay on the line. Keep listening. I'm going to one of my homies. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, homie? Uh, Rodney, I know that there's not enough time. You're doing a great job, and I'm also trying to bring some more bread to you. You know the Riot really? Comedy Theater in Washington, D.C.? Yes, the Riot Act. Uh, yeah, brand new comedy Riot club Act. in D.C. I heard it's beautiful. Yes, they have been trying to reach you. Because they have I've been, been telling them they should book. Hey, be, hey eh? give, them, give them this. Give them this, y'all. y'all. Give them my email, Rodney at RodneyPerry.com. Okay, I'll give them to that. Okay, good. Give, give them because, my email, yeah. and, and we'll, myself or Madeline, to get back with them ASAP, because we, okay, it ain't good. hard to find me. Yeah, because I got them, they got to, they got Nima Williams to perform a few few weeks ago. I was there. So I'm trying oh, to nice, get nice. you there. Okay, well, I'll, well, call me, them. I'll call tell, them. Let me tell my audience who you are. Yaya <laughs> is is the African Prince of Zamunda. No, I'll joke you <laughs> Yaya is, is a, a, a beautiful guy, and... I wish every comic to have a fan or a friend like Yaya. Yaya has been following me since the emphasis of my career from when I was in Oakland in the Navy doing comedy at Jeffrey's right. Inner Circle. And he's been always, he'll, he'll, every year or so he'll hit me up and, and he'll be in a new place and he'll be introducing that new place to Rodney Perry. So, Yaya, right. I really appreciate you. I know I've never had an opportunity to tell you that personally. Thank you, bro. You are uh, uh, your amazing. Your success is my reward. I'm happy about that. Keep on doing, my hey, brother. Hey, hey, quick, quick, y'all, y'all. What's the last yeah. lie you told? White lie, black lie, red lie, green lie. Yeah, I just thought, I just told, you know, the, the ladies in Oakland call me Big Daddy. I just called, <clears throat> I just told a 20-year-old in, in D.C. that I don't care for her, which is a ploy so that she will come over and beg me. All right, Big Daddy. Okay, okay. It is, yeah. So it's not a lie, yeah. it's a ploy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So well, actually, I'll get them to lie. contact you. Yeah, hey, I'll get them you, to bro. contact you. Thank you for the call. Okay, Rodney yeah. and Rodney yeah. Perry. And uh, uh, for anybody listening on the line, anybody in the chat room, um, text Rodney Perry to 41411, and you'll get all our updates, all our information or you can uh, you can text Rodney and put your email address on there too, and we'll get get you all of that stuff, man. Thank you so much, y'all, y'all, the man, the myth, the legend. Appreciate you. Let's go to Lil Will. Is this Lil Will from Arkansas? <laughs> from Tennessee. What's going on, Mr. Perry? What's up, baby boy? What's going on, man? No, I just no, I just want to shout you out. There's a little Will. There's a little Will in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. With like a, he got like a hump on his back, but he's funny as all get out. Oh so that's man, why I thought, that's why I thought you oh, were. You, you the able-bodied little Will. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to shout
Oh, uh, I, I remember. Yeah, I remember vividly. Right. Good cat, man. Yeah, How, man. How's the uh, rap game treating you? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. You know, it's going good. Just keeping busy. It's an award show down in uh, Mississippi this weekend, and I'm nominated for Best New Artist. It's a little independent wow. little award show, but, you know, it's going good. It's going good, but, you know. How, how can want... people hear your music, man? Uh, you on Reverb Nation or uh, iTunes yeah. or something like that? Uh, yeah, Reverb Nation. Um, but everybody can check out my YouTube right now. Check it out, YouTube.com slash user slash Mr. M-R-C-E-O. Lil Will, L-I-L-W-I-L-L, and, you know, Twitter. Oh, well, Lil Will, Lil Will, wait a second. You got to shorten that shit. Can't you get it down to, like, just Lil Will? Right, man, I try to do that. You know how they be keeping things from going around and said it's not available and all no, that no, extra we, we got to give you, like, a Lil Will 99 or something like right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got to shorten this up, right. man. Right, Mr. You know, Lil Will, wanna, man. Email me your link. Email me your link, uh, or YouTube search Lil Will, or yes, go to Reverb Nation and yes, check sir. out this young man music, man. It's a good cat, man. Good appreciate kid, it. and uh, I, I really appreciate you, bro, man. Thank you for I calling me today. No doubt, no doubt. Appreciate Miss Perry. Stay blessed, bro. Hey, y'all. This is Roddy Perry. Roddy Perry live. When the last time you lied? You on the line? Three two three. L A. Yes, sir. Hello. This is not my friend. This is Lunell Rodney. Oh, my goodness. Lou Hi, baby. Nell, the bad girl of comedy is on the line. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I have no desire to change that handle at all. <laughs> I, you know what? I would be. A, I would, I would say you were sold out if you did. Ha, ha. No, not oh, that. Never that. I'm going to tell you how unsold out I am, and I'm going to talk to you about Clifton in a second. I just okay. shot a video in San Francisco this weekend with uh, this rap group, these two sisters, the Conscious Daughters, and mm-hmm. I had two hours to kill. From, from yeah, okay. Here. I had two hours to kill before I came back home to L.A. And so I stopped by Dorsey's locker, right? No, you didn't. Yes, I did, brother. I stopped by Dorsey's locker. I had me some gumbo and a couple of drinks. I was talking to Joe, Dorsey, and his brother Don, and their son Bruce. And uh, we were talking about all the people that came out of Dorsey's that went on to success. Your name came up as well. And they're having like a uh, a thing on the 15th to celebrate uh, 12 or 15 years or so. No, about 12 years of doing the Blue Candle spoken word there. And, you know, they tried to uh, go back and do a little comedy after I left. And so uh, they said, gee, we wish that you could come back and host that for us. I said, you know what, I'd be glad to do that. So for no money, just a plane ticket, I'm going to go back on the 15th to Dorsey's and, and get back up on that stage and help me be the the bad chick that I am right now. So sell out, it'll never happen to Lunell, never. Let, let me give you a, you guys a glimpse into what this place is and the comedy history of the Bay Area as it relates to myself and Lunell. When we were coming up, uh, I think Mark Curry pre- precursed us by a few years, um, but the Bay Area was really instrumental in, in Lunell's growth, which which was, you know, right there at Dorsey's Locker, a really small bar where she would do comedy, and it was just a beautiful place, man. They had great food. It was no money because it wasn't about money then. No. And all of us would be in there, everybody from Daniel Dugard to John Austin. To Cat uh, Williams, to Nima, to John and Rip and you and me and... Yeah, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Harry, Harry Rashford, Harry Gibson. Uh-huh, who's J-Dub. Harry is writing for, and Harry and J-Dub currently write for Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, and so right. Th- we had a real a wealth of talent back in that day. So, and it was a know, family. And it was a family. 
you, you know what I'll say to that fact, uh, and you and you you probably uh, will agree with this, is that I can remember wanting to be a part of certain cliques, but I think that your clique kind of is the people that you live and breathe with anyway. So we are we are our clique now. Yeah. You know, it's people that want to go to Miami and hang out with Rodney Perry and Linnell on Memorial Weekend. <laughs> oh boy, was that fun! Lord have mercy. We got to make that Incredible. a every year thing, Rodney. Now we talking about we talking about lying today, Linnell. White lies, black lies. Have you told a lie? Absolutely. <laughs> I probably lie to somebody on a daily basis because everybody's not ready for the truth. I've been brutally honest in my day. And it's cost me relationships and friendships, and especially with men. If I was as honest with men as I have been in the past, I mean, I wouldn't have any because they really don't, you really don't want to know what we really, really think or what we're Uh really, really doing. Everybody Uh wants to hear what they want to hear, you know? Uh, 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 Kim Kardashian couldn't get out of that wedding because. She wasn't being honest. The wedding right. train got to be so big they couldn't jump off of it. And she knew because we knew at home that that wasn't going to make it because that boy don't want that type of girl. And I don't know what happened, but, but, but you see what happened 72 I, days I later. Think, I, think, I think the truth of the matter is with Kim Kardashian is that she still got black dude on the brain. Well, once you go black, you do not go back. And and, and that don't mean half black or three-quarters black. I mean, it's the same thing with J-Lo. She ain't been able to make a relationship stick since Diddy, and until she gets stuck again by another Diddy-like brother, she ain't going to make that stick either. But enough about them. Let's Uh, talk about about Cliff right quick. Let me talk about Cliff. Hold on. Before you you talk about Cliff, if you're on the line right now and you're holding and you want to talk to us, you need to press that one because if I don't see you want to talk, I, I don't really go to those lines. So press that one, and I'll know you want to talk. This is Rodney Perry Live. We're talking about line today. We're talking about my man Cliff Powell, who was my great interview earlier. What's up, Lumen? You know, I uh, just got off the phone with Cliff. I called Cliff before I called you. And just okay. the fact that I can do that is a miracle to me. Um, I'm, I've made two films with Cliff now, Never Die Alone with DMX, and 35 and Ticking with Kevin Hart. Both of them were a wonderful experience, and I'm going to tell you why. When coming from Arkansas, moving to Oakland, from Oakland to Los Angeles, you just don't really, until you get to L.A., you don't realize that the people that you see on your TV screen are real actual breathing, living people with fingernails and ear, you know, ears and everything. They just look like somebody on TV. To come here to Los Angeles and to actually make friends with the people that I have looked at on television is a miracle to me. I can call Anna Maria Horsford, who I watched yeah. all my life on Amen. I, used, yeah. I first fell in love with Cliff when he was on Rock, and he used to wow. play the soap dealer. And I used to yeah. say, ooh, this chocolate nigga is fine right here. <laughs> and I, I told Cliff just a minute ago, I said, you was a dope dealer on there, and I wanted to buy whatever dope you was slanging. That's, that's how hard I loved him. And to be able to have now say that I've made two films with this man, and he's a personal friend of mine, been to my house, and, and can call him on the phone, it's a miracle to me. The, the business that I'm in, that we're in, for me, the money is great. We did it for so many years without any. So that's just 
just but, butter on, on in the pan, but to mm-hmm. make the relationships that we can make. That you know, for you to be every day holding Monique's hand as she's won an Oscar, that shit is mind blowing. You know what I'm saying right. to me? Right. And it's hey, all hey, about what the about relationships. This? To, to, to personally know two black people that won Oscars in our lifetime. I know Jamie Foxx. I yeah, know that's right. That's, that's, that's right. awesome. Yeah, Think it is. It that. is. And, and you know, one of us on this phone is going to win another one. Maybe both of us. Maybe both of us. Maybe, Maybe both, both of us. us. So I are, have faith like that. You're a heck of an actor. You're a heck of an actor. Oh, hey, Lunell, hold on. I got a ton of calls to get in. Hold okay. on. Stay on the line. I love you. You're, you're one of my closest and dearest friends. Thank you for calling me <laughs> in and thank you for listening. I'm going I'm going 310. You know, this is one of my partners in crime. You're on the line, Rodney Perry, 770-310-99. You know who you are. Hello. Am I on the air now? Can you hear me? You're on the, you're on the air. This, this is, this is, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen, this is one of the funniest men I know. Uh, I get the pleasure of working with him, you know, when we travel to these comedy clubs around the country. Uh, he is not only a fabulous comedian, he's also my younger brother. Ryan Evans, what's going on? Nothing much, man. How you talk about them lies on here today? Them, them lies. We talk about we talking about them lies, man. What what you got, man? You, you told any lies lately? You know what? You know it's a lie. You know Brad said this earlier. A lie by omission. You got a new little lady friend in your life. You ain't really said nothing about it. Is that a lie by omission? Let me ask Brad. Brad, <laughs> Brad, is that a lie when people just don't mention it? Well, that depends on the circumstance. This, if somebody asks you about it. And you just evade the question, then that's a lie by omission. If okay. somebody ask, if somebody don't ask you about it and you don't say nothing, the conversation just never happened. That's not okay. a lie. Brad Sanders, our resident lie expert. Brad, I'm yeah. gonna come back to you. I don't told a whole lot of lies. Ryan, how you doing, man? I just want to. I'm good, Brad. How you doing, man? Good. And, and Ronnie, one more time, I did tell a lie at the top of the show. I did say that you had 1,700 kids. And I was really that trying to a, give you a compliment. A, you got a sick. Oh, face lie. <laughs> yeah, he got sick, and he take care of him. And he always looking out for his family. I love that man. That's why why you listen to his brother right now. So. But but, but is, is that a real lie though? That's not a lie because everybody took that as a joke. Yeah, that's no no. That's not a lie. That's, that's just not a, a that's a lie in in the terms of just lying and telling jokes and everybody know you lying. But like you know, when I told my wife, you know, I, actually I thought that she had come home in between finishing getting her hair done. Mm-mm. That time that I came to she had, see, back in the day they had she a haircut called the freeze. Yeah, yeah, but she was finished. Uh-oh. And I'm like, you're not going back? And what, time, what time did you go back, baby? Oh, man, it was not good, man. It was not good. So I had to hey, lie about mission that day. I'm not mad at that. Hey, y'all, Brad Sanders, resident Live expert. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Evans, man, we had a great weekend this weekend, man. What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I need to get some rest, but I got a lot of things to take care of right now today. I'm uh, trying to get to Orlando to see my lady and also do some shows out there as well. Going to Orlando this Wednesday. Be out there for a while. Anybody want to laugh? Follow the name. You oh, I got, I got a. I think I told you a lie. I said I was going to take you to the airport. You didn't really. You didn't now feed back <laughs> what Brad was talking about. You didn't really. You didn't really commit to it at all. I was really going to bring did. it back up. I, that, that's why I, I really try not to do. I try not to commit until I can. But you know, I, it shouldn't be a problem. Hey man, hey man, thank you for calling in. 
We on Ryan Evans. Hold on, I got it. I think I got another. I lost one. I had a three one eight number. I know that was one of my people's. Was that that might have been JT? Hey, 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 Ryan. Tell JT yeah. to put that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to get ready? Oh, yeah, you got to tell me. All right. Tell him to put that voicemail on. Tell him to put that voicemail on. Hey, hey, this All is right. Rodney Perry live. You never know what's going to happen. We only got a couple more minutes left in the show. Uh, Houston, Texas, you're on the line, 832. You're on the line. I think that's Houston. You're on the line, Rodney Perry. Rodney Perry on the radio. He wants to put that voice. Hey, I'm talking to you, 832-689. What's going on? Okay, you don't want to talk. All right. Huh? 510 You're on the line. Rodney Perry Live. 510. Oh, you just listening. Okay. I'm going to y'all. 510. I'm going down the line. You're on the line. Rodney Perry Live. Hey, baby. 510. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 440. You're on the line. Rodney Perry Live. Hello. There's <laughs> about 15 people listening, but they ain't really paying attention. Okay, great. What happens is people people do call, but they don't want to. They just want to listen, you know. But I, I'm, I'm about to open up the lines. I'm about to bring all y'all in. Brad, you on. Ezra, right. you on. Lunell, you on. No. Chantel, you on. Lunell, and, and nice to hear your voice, darling. This is Brad. <laughs> Nice to be heard, Ryan. How you doing? No, I'm good. That was Brad. <laughs> well, whoever. This, this is Brad. Here, she don't care. She done lied again. See, she don't care. Nice, yeah, see, that was a lie. That was a lie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, baby, you the best I ever had. Lie. Well, see, lie. people are not asked questions that leave answered could be a lie. You know, if the man says, are you the best lover I've ever had, now you put me in a in a terrible situation. <laughs> That's a non yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let you ask down me on if that. you're the best lover that <laughs> ever had because you absolutely yeah. are not. You know, oh, you there's only say, one of the greatest of the greats that I had back that, in though. Oakland. I remember this nigga on 83rd. But anyway. <laughs> and, uh, you can be truthful with that. You can be truthful with that because if he say. So you the best I'm out of best you ever had, you can say yeah and you really in your today. mind you saying, Yeah, today <laughs> The best like, I ever had that. today. I omit <laughs> No, just don't ask. Yeah, don't, don't ask. ask. Don't, don't, yeah, don't get it. You just don't want to know. Because if you know. are, we'll tell you you are the yeah. best lover I have ever had. We will tell you. If we don't tell you, don't ask. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> we got a uh, brand new caller coming online. Everybody, hold on. Let me bring this caller in. This is looks like Philly. Philly, you on the line live? It's Rodney Perry live. We got about five minutes left. What's up, man? Who this? It's Kilrell, baby. What's up, bro? What's up? I know Rodney know me, man. Nah, I'm, if I say I do, I'll be lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't hey, man, I, thought, I, I, I thought lying was what this show was all about right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't, I can't pick up your voice. Who's this? Chill real, baby. Chill real. Chill real. Chill, chill real, yeah. Chill real. You, you was with my wife, man. Remember that? Oh, oh hell no. 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 
was with my wife. You don't remember that? Who was your wife? I think Come Sean on, Will might be trying to make a joke. Oh, oh yeah, make a joke. Make a joke. I'm not making no jokes. I'm for real. What? Who is your Who is your wife? Ashley. You don't remember Ashley Brown? Huh? Man, I don't know what the hell you talking about. Wait a minute. <laughs> With your wife? Wait, wait, wait. At a comedy show? At a oh, yeah, man. What you talking about? Yeah. Down at the last house, man. That blue nail right there. I know. Ashley's hilarious. I know, huh? Hey, hey, thank you for the comment. Tell Ashley we said hi. Yeah, thank you for the comment. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know what? I think that's almost a lie too. You know how you meet so many people in this business. Oh wow! You know, you, you know what? What personally I do, like, like if I meet like a couple, like a guy and a girl, I never really pay attention to the girl if her if the guy is there. Mm-hmm. So. I'll, I'll run into the girl later on. She's like, hey, you remember me? We met. I'm like, I don't know you. And she was like, you, you, we met. Black. I'm like, if you was with a dude, I did not look at you like that. <laughs> well, listen, here's the Is thing. People can come up to you that, you you know, okay, I, I'm, I'm trying to explain this real quick. People out there in Radio Land, when you come up to us and say, do you remember me, I hate uh, to, to burst your bubble, but they're not memorable, everybody. Of course you remember us with a celebrity. If I meet, you know, Frankie Avalon, Patti LaBelle, uh, you know, as a regular person, of course I'm going to remember them because I was starstruck. They're the star. But they meet people every, you know, millions of people every year. Everybody's not memorable, fool. So yeah, don't, don't do like that to yourself. Stop saying, do you remember me, unless we have had sex. And some of you I don't forgot. <laughs> oh, just, just say hi. And some Shit. of you I have forgotten. I have uh, learned. Yeah, okay. people we, will put let's the Let's go to California. Let's go to California. Eight one eight four two eight. You on the line, Rodney Perry? Live. Oh Lord, people. Man, I want you to talk about that comedy club up in San Francisco y'all y'all incubated in. That was very interesting. Oh, Dorsey's oh, Locker. Man, man Dorsey's Locker. It, it was so many great places, Brad. We had uh, the end zone on High Street, you know, yeah. uh, owned by, by one of the old Raiders. Which and is closed, Rodney. It's boarded up. Is, it's closed. I heard it's closed. This mm-hmm. is the thing. We used to do comedy for killers. I didn't even know this until later on. Oh, like, yeah. The, the people that would come to the end zone was all like fresh out of jail and we would make them laugh. Yeah. You know, and we didn't even know. I didn't even know until later on there was a guy named Frog. And they was like, man, do you know who Frog is? I'm like, no, Frog is cool. Because Frog used to buy me drinks and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. Frog is a killer. <laughs> man. <laughs> I remember one yeah, time Robin Harris pulled my coat one time. These cats came into the club and I was working and they all had on hats and coats. And I don't know, it was like Warm outside. This was in L.A. at Memory Lane, as a matter of fact. And I say, "What's the occasion?" Say Valentine's Day massacre. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, I got some laughs and everything. I came off the stage, and Robin pulled me out to the back of the club. He said, "Hey, hey man, brother, it might be uh, might be a good idea for you to go in there and apologize." Let me tell you, I said, "Man, later fall that. I don't even." And then I thought about it. I said, "Wait a minute. This is Robin Harris telling me this, right? <laughs> this dude put a light on Jesus." Yep. And talk about right. this dude talked about the police. He talked about 
Tommy Hitman Hearns one night when he came in the club said, nigga, you in my ring now. Yeah. And then I had to go back and check that. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you never know who's in them clubs, but suffice it to say, criminals need laughs, too. Yes, they but do. Criminals. They need them more than everybody. And but I'm this so is what I try to say about, about well, Lord, this is going to open up something else you ain't got time for. But, uh, you know, know, the use of the word nigga, like I say nigga, you know, in it, in, in it admittedly every, you know, now and then to describe a, you know, situation or whatever. But when every other word is like nigga, I told the nigga, nigga, if you're doing that and you got 20 white people sitting in the audience, you don't know. Whether they're white or black, you don't know who they are. And now you just alienated yourself from the Comedy Central special that they're casting for. You know, you should really just, people, gee, thing, you should use it indiscriminately. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of raw, aren't you? I said it. I said it. You can't beat me up. I can take two things. Yeah, you probably can. And you know what, you know what, Lunel? I'm always conscious of using the word nigga, especially when when, when they're mixed companies. Like yeah, when, if, you're in know, a, if, if we're in a room and we're at the end zone or we're at, you know, Maverick's flat or whatever, and it's just us, that's one thing. But if you're up on, in Hollywood, you're on, 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 on Sunset Boulevard where you have influential crowd and it's mixed, it's just like if somebody sticks you with a toothpick. It doesn't hurt for long, but you feel it every time. Uh-huh. Right. We that's should really just up there. our game. I'm just saying. That's game right oh. there. That's real game. But I was quoting Robin Harris. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The, the bigger <laughs> question is, do you use the word period? I, I personally don't like any words taken out of my lexicon, but... Lexicon? I knew y'all wasn't going to let that slide. Oh, yeah. But, you gotta that's why I think I have a vocabulary. My vocabulary is I say it when I mean it. I say it when it applies. Because, you know, I love black folks. I can't stand niggas. I'm never going to change Uh-oh. that. All right, <laughs> Everybody, hold on. We got the 510. They ready to talk. 510-459. You on the line. Live. Rodney Perry Live. Lunell. Uh, uh, Brad Sanders. Ryan Evans. It's every We going crazy today. Hello. Uh, this is a question for Lunell. Look, yes. this is Yaya. Hi, Yaya. I want to ask you, did you remember Yaya since you say never? I was going to call you just so you could go off on me on that. <laughs> I'm one of those that you don't remember. That's what I'm saying. I was thinking you say, I don't remember Yaya. Well, you know, unfortunately, Yaya, I do remember you. Oh, man. This is why I call back. No, no, why no. no. Uh, I, I remember Yaya's name. I, I, I can't place his face right now, though. I know let he's African. He's probably from the same tribe my blacks are from, but I'm just saying. No, let me tell you why I'm calling you. I'm calling to tell you that I am now in the Maryland, Washington, D.C. area. And when I met people, when I met people, I tell them that I was involved in comedy. They always talk about you too, just like they talk about me. So you're very popular. That's oh, that's people. wonderful. Yeah, I want you to know that. Okay. Thank you, hey, yeah, 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 honey. Hey, yeah, thank you bye. for the call, big dog. Yeah, 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 good people, man. He's been he's been supporting us for a long, long time, many moons. Many and also, moons. I would like to say to the public. There's not all this infighting that everybody thinks is going on, backbiting and stuff in the comedy community. We may not see each other every day, but we are still a pretty loving group of people. I've been on Rodney almost 20 years. We've never had a crossword, not one time, not ever. 
We've never even no. been in a disagreement. There are people who are disagreeable, but that usually comes when their head get too big. See? Come on now. Come on when now. the head get too big and when you ain't got God in your life like it's supposed to be, then you tend that to be a disagreeable person. And I yeah. don't get to name the bad girl of comedy for nothing because I, I call it upon myself to let you know and check yourself that you have a bad attitude and you're about to get, you know, a drink thrown on your ass. The basketball wives didn't start that shit. I've been throwing <laughs> drinks on just for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still on. Hey, 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 you guys, thank you, thank you all so much for calling in. Lunell, Brad Sanders, my man, Andrew, Chantel, everybody in the chat room. I'm sorry I really wasn't chatting today. Uh, my chat was kind of tripping. Ryan Evans, thank you for uh, uh, rolling with me through Houston and through Dallas these last two weeks. Man. Great, great road hits, man. Uh, thank you, you Ryan. To, Ryan is headed to Orlando next, man. Y'all check him out. Follow him on his Facebook. Follow him on his Twitter page. Uh, I am Ryan Evans. That's R-I-O-N-E-V-A-N-S. Uh, really funny gentleman, man. I, it's a pleasure to watch you work and watch you watch your growth over the last few years, man. You're going you're gonna to pass the people. I'm going to see if I can keep going so you don't pass me because that will be really painful. All right. Uh, Thank that, you, Rodney. I appreciate uh, it, man. No problem, bro. With that, uh, uh, it's been an incredible show today. We talked to Clifton Powell, man. He shared some some very awesome insights on this game of entertainment. And one thing that he said echoes in my brain as I close the show out, he said, you can make it through. And and what that said is that whatever you're going through, whatever the adversity or whatever the, the, uh, the pitfall is, you can get beyond that. Uh, there's somebody listening right now that needs to make a decision. You need to make uh, whether I'm going to pack my family up and move to L.A., uh, whether I'm going to uh, 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 pursue my comedy career, whether I'm going to start my own business. Well, every journey starts with one step. you got to take that first step. And people talk about us all the time, but being a comedian, being an actor, is the most faith-based job that you can have and not be a pastor because most of the time we don't know where the next penny is coming from. So I say that to say this. You can make it through. My name is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live. Thank you to Clifton Powell. Thank you to everybody that called in, everybody on the chat. I love y'all. Madeline, that's our show. Great job. We out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.